This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 6, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. The National Security Agency had a deal with Google to get access to information about specific accounts. And then the NSA ignored that agreement as it tapped Google's communications among its own servers. It's angered Google's CEO and the larger tech industry and maybe a harbinger of more serious surveillance reform. Julian Sanchez, a research fellow at the Cato Institute, comments. We've known since earlier this summer that the NSA has uh, been cooperating with major technology companies like Google, Yahoo, and Microsoft through a program called PRISM to allow for programmatic surveillance targeted at foreigners outside the United States, uh, but of course, given its enormous scale, uh, inevitably picking up large quantities of American communications as well, incidentally, uh, as as they call it. And so we knew that this was happening directly from the systems of the companies through PRISM with their cooperation. And the companies have been very insistent that they had not allowed the government uh, kind of free reign on their servers. They were not letting the NSA just go in and do, for example, keyword searches across all of their user email accounts and that kind of thing. They were saying, no, it's only when they come to us with specific user accounts that they're suspicious of that we turn over that data and let them access a probably very large sandbox, but still a sandbox with that data and not everyone's information. And so what we learned now through another report based on the Edward Snowden documents in the Washington Post is that in addition to PRISM, NSA has been acquiring large amounts of data from overseas interception, uh, probably in cooperation with the British, where instead of going to Google or Microsoft or Yahoo, they intercept the dedicated broadband lines connecting these companies' data centers. So because these companies want their content to be accessible quickly uh, in lots of different parts of the world. They want it backed up in case of some kind of uh, accident or disaster. Uh, They have big chunks of data that flow to the data farms they have around the world. And what NSA realized is that they could tap those lines and sweep up the whole backup dump uh, in progress. And by doing this outside the United States and in a kind of bulk fashion that doesn't target any particular American, they could do it outside the bounds of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, which limits surveillance that either targets an American or is conducted inside the United States, generally requires the approval of the FISA court, or at least approval of minimization and targeting procedures by the FISA court. They do it outside the U.S. They're bound only by Executive Order 12333. This is the executive order governing, essentially, Uh, intelligence collection outside the U.S. uh, gives them a much freer hand. And so what this means, in effect, uh, to the great chagrin of companies like Google is that uh, they are able to collect all this data uh, not only without the legal restrictions but without abiding by whatever limits the companies themselves have had to enforce, tried to enforce to protect their users' privacy. So uh, Eric Schmidt is the CEO of Google is understandably very upset about this, and to hear other people who study this uh, as a subject matter and report on it talk about this subject, it seems that if any company could inspire substantive reform, it would be Google. Yep. If you, you know, if you think back to the fight over SOPA and PIPA, which was a sort of anti-piracy copyright legislation, 
What happened there was that you had the, the copyright industries, the music and movie industries, uh, overwhelmingly supporting this bill that would have would have essentially allowed blocking of foreign sites deemed pirate facilitators. And everyone sort of thought that bill was a, a, a fait accompli, a done deal. There was so much power and money behind it. But what I think surprised everyone involved was that you had a kind of perfect storm where you had civil liberties people talking about how this was an architecture for censorship. It was bad for free speech. It allowed sites to be basically blocked from Americans without due process. Uh, you had the technology companies upset about the burden it was going to create for them, how it was going to depress in, uh, innovation in, in foreign investment, but also burden companies that were going to have to implement the blocking uh, within the United States. And then also you had security people, techies, basically talking about all the technical problems this was going to cause. And so that combination of almost a, a bootlegger Baptist coalition, but but on the side of good for once, um, of civil libertarians, technologists, and companies with deep pockets uh, really turned legislation everyone thought was a done deal absolutely toxic. And so... You know, so far, the companies have been calling for more transparency. All the major tech companies, again, Google, Yahoo, Microsoft, Apple, signed a, a petition to the government demanding that they be allowed to provide more information about what they're doing to help the government, uh, just to, in part to try and reassure people, in part so people would have some sense of the scale of the surveillance that was happening. Um, but we haven't really seen them... Uh, fight that hard on the substance, at least publicly yet. And this may be a turning point where the companies feel like they were engaged in a kind of good faith cooperative process to do their best to help the government spot terrorists um, without unduly compromising the privacy of their users. And then they realize, of course, that uh, whatever they had negotiated, whatever arrangement they thought they had come to, NSA was feeling free to ignore. And so it may be that the, the gloves are now off. And I think that that really could be a sea change in this debate. So but it, when you said that the coalition that lined up on the other side of the copyright industry with respect to SOPA and PIPA, it seems like we have that uh, we have the potential for a very similar uh, coalition to form here as well. I mean, it is literally almost exactly the same groups. I mean, of course, it's the ACLU and the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, a group called Fight for the Future that was instrumental in the uh, in the SOPA fight also was, I think, to some extent involved in, in promoting the uh, big uh, Fourth Amendment rally uh, that occurred recently in Washington, D.C. Um, it's, again, the technology companies are basically uh, increasingly lining up on the same side. And the technologists, I mean, the cryptography community has been absolutely outraged by reports of the NSA trying to dilute uh, encryption standards and introduce vulnerabilities in commercial encryption software. Um, that's maybe not the, the aspect of this that the general public has focused as much on, but for technologists, that is the um, the kind of most mortal sin uh, that NSA has been reported to commit here. Julian Sanchez is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org. <laughs> 